0: is Hitting the Mark. I am Cindy Verbalen with Ray Carr and our star, the Mark, Jeffrey Mark. What did Phyllis do to relieve stress? Did she have any hobbies? Like almost everybody else in show business who reaches that kind of a level, the hard work is so hard. Most people look at traveling to different cities in different states staying in hotels, eating in restaurants, getting on airplanes, as being so glamorous. It is hard, hard work. Because traveling is difficult. You know, go across the country and tell me how much energy you have at the end of the flight. Well, now do that. And then three hours later, go on stage and perform. There's no time for hobbies. There's no time for a a personal life. Everything revolves around the time that you're either in front of a camera, in front of a microphone, on stage. That's where all your energy goes. And the rest of the time you're resting or you're writing new jokes or you're traveling to a different city or you're doing interviews. Every city you go to, you've got to do radio, you've got to do television. In the old days when there were more magazines and newspapers, you had to do press interviews. Plus, the performing you're doing plus the travel that you're doing when, when you're not doing all that stuff you're gonna lie in bed <laughs> catch your breath mm-hmm. especially as you get older <clears throat> so there are no real times for uh, hobbies per se she did have a taste for decorating her home was really beautifully decorated um, except for her kitchen i would never tell her this but she had a kitchen that was painted black and Chinese red. And I thought to myself, I couldn't swallow a sandwich with these colors staring at me. <laughs> But the rest of the house was gorgeous and, and well kept up. And uh, it was one of those mansions where it's kind of like uh, a rectangle where the house has got four sides to it. And in the center, was gardens and a pool and then the house wrapped around the center of all of that it's just a beautiful beautiful incredibly large house and she had to pay to keep it going Mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like it would be very expensive yeah it was in bel-air so obviously very expensive jeffrey at near the end of her life did she have any regrets i think she regretted not getting the plastic surgery earlier. She took a huge leap of faith, for those of you who don't know, in the 1970s, even though it was her trademark, her face, her supposed lack of beauty, Phyllis got a series of facelifts. She got her eyes done, she got her nose done, she got her chin done, she had breast implants put in, I think she had... uh, tushy implants put in to give her a shape. Um, it was a little disconcerting towards the end of her life because you'd see her and the face looked 50 and the breasts were perky and her behind was perky, but her arms and legs looked like she was a hundred. Yeah. Because you can't lift your arms and legs, you know, to make them look younger. But she's, I, I asked her, Phyllis, I, I know It gave you a lot of fodder for your act, and it made you look younger much longer so that you could do the same sorts of jokes long past their shelf life, perhaps. I said, but did it help your sex life? Did it help your personal life? She said, Jeffrey, it did. It gave me a confidence that I was personally attractive, that when I wasn't playing the character, I could be sexy that I had done something for myself so that privately I looked good and that improved my life all the way around. So it wasn't just uh, a career thing. It, she said, yeah, I, I wish I'd done it a little earlier. I would have had a happier, earlier life if I felt more confident about myself. Was she the first one to do this? Ever? No, of course not. No, 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 not ever. But I mean, like, did she popularize it? John Rivers did, right? I'm sorry? I thought John Rivers did. No, no, Phyllis Diller was first. Okay. Phyllis, wasn't, Phyllis was not the first actor or, or woman in show business to do this. I mean, Gloria Swanson started doing this in the 1930s. Phyllis was the first one to talk about it. Okay. Other women had it done. And there was no discussion about it. They just looked great. Or sometimes they didn't look great because it wasn't done very well. Plastic surgery is an art. It is not, it is not a complete science. And there are some people who shouldn't. It's why Lucille Ball never had a facelift. Because if a doctor has told her, no, no, your skin is too brittle. Your skin is too thin. If we do a facelift on you, it won't look right. Don't get it done. Phyllis got it done and then put it in her act. And the more she got it done, the more she put it in her act. Joan Rivers did it for the same reasons. Insecurity and not wanting to become an old lady on stage. Both women felt as long as they looked great, as long as they looked, in Joan Rivers' case, glamorous, in Phyllis's case, at least middle-aged and not old, their careers wouldn't sag. And they didn't. They didn't, but Phyllis was first. Phyllis was first. Joan started getting plastic surgery in the late 70s, so Phyllis probably did it first by five or six years. So Joan did it more, and unfortunately, Joan paid the price for that, but into her 80s. Right. But she died right in the middle of a procedure, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Joan Rivers. Yeah. One procedure too many, unfortunately. Mm Mm-hmm but uh phyllis was an amazing woman i thought i forget what year it was phyllis and jack riley took me out for my birthday so i was having my birthday dinner with them jack and i got there first we were eating actually at a club called jack's j-a-x in glendale california where i sang regularly only i wasn't singing that night and uh Phyllis came, it was in September, because my birthday's in September. It was hot as hell out, because it's always hot in September in Los Angeles. And Phyllis walks in, in a full-length mink coat. Oh. And the entire room just stops. I mean, the music stops, the tinkling of the glasses stopped, the forks and knives on the plates stopped. And just all heads watched this old woman walking through the restaurant and I'm telling you from her ears because the collar was turned up from her ears down to her toes in mink and she sits down (laughs) and she takes the thing off and she's like bring a track outfit underneath of it so that (laughs) right but she's got makeup on and she's got a wig on and Phyllis ordered a double martini I will tell you dinner took about two and a half hours. Phyllis had four or five double martinis while we ate and had dessert. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't detect even the slightest slur of her words or a slowing down of the cadence of what she was telling us or the stories she was telling or when I was telling the story or Jack was telling the story, completely attentive to what we were saying. I don't know how she did that. I am a recovering alcoholic. April, April 1st of 2021, I am 32 years clean and sober. So I'm very sensitive to people who drink. I couldn't have put away four, mar- four double martinis. I would have been on the floor. She was just, the only time you could notice anything was when she was leaving. When she got up and put that heavy coat on, she slumped for a minute under the weight of the coat. And that's the only time you could see the alcohol affecting her. Every time I was with Phyllis, if she drank, you never noticed any intoxication. She just got a little bit funnier as the evening went on. Hmm. But can you imagine spending your birthday with Jack and with Phyllis like that? No. You, you sit there, you sit there and go, How in the hell did this happen to In a nice way, you know, we have awful things happen to us and we go, Oh, how the hell did this happen to me? But no, this was how did this happen to me, you know, sitting there with these giants of show business, who care enough about me to give me a happy birthday, and just to listen to the stories, and that they wanted to hear mine, which is a generosity of spirit that Phyllis had. After that first time in her house, the next time I saw Phyllis was at a Yarmie's Army dinner. We've spoken in other weeks about Yarmie's Army being this group, organization of comedians, comedy writers, comedy directors that used to meet once a month for dinner. And the filth just flew. No women were allowed. The two exceptions were Suzanne Plachette, who swore like a sailor, and Phyllis. The next time I saw Phyllis was at a Yarmie's Army dinner. And she apologized to me. She said, I was wrong to do that to you. I realize now I was having a bad day about something. Something else was bothering me. And I said, we're good. She said, Jeffrey, we're friends. Don't you ever worry about that again. So from that point forward, the friendship blossomed because she was so nice. She owned her own behavior. Hmm. Wow. So um, Don Adams or Don Yarmy? I mean, He he was really kind of at the center of all that. Well, the group was not named for Don. It was named for his brother. Okay. Don Adams from Get Smart. uh, And he'd hate that I'm saying it that way, but it's how most of you remember him. Don Adams from Get Smart. The real family name was Mm -hmm. Yarmy. Don had a brother named Dick, who was also a stand-up comedian. But although Don was 900 times more famous... Dick was 900 times more beloved by his fellow comedians. And that does not include me because I never met Dick. And Don and I were very close friends. So I know what problem people had with Don. Maybe we'll do an episode of our show about Don Adams one week. But the, sh- the group was named For Dick Yarney. Because they got together to take Dick out for lunches while he was dying from cancer. And when he died, the group went forward raising money to help people in show business who at one time had fairly thriving careers but fell on hard times. So that's where Phyllis and I were at one of those days. Yeah, actually it was uh, Don Adams. What I remember him was for Tennessee Tuxedo. <laughs> you know, oh, That's what I remember him from. And I mean, I watched yeah. it before it got smart. That was in 1965. And for, those, for those of you who are younger than, than we are, or I am, you may not remember Tennessee Tuxedo, but you'll remember Inspector Gadget. Hmm. So those of you who are who are old enough to have been watching cartoons in the 80s, go, go Gadget, that was Don Adams. Yeah. And I, I have many Don Adams stories, but we're talking about Phyllis this time. Right. Right. save them for Don Adams week. You're listening to Hitting the Mark. My name is Ray Carr, along with Cindy Verblen and the star of our show, Jeffrey Mark.